Welcome back, uh, listeners, to the Adrian Bow Podcast. Today I'm really excited and I'm joined with Troy Malcolm and also one of McGrath's superstar agents, Cindy Kennedy. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you. Okay, thanks for being here. So for those who may not know, Cindy dominates in the Balmain Peninsula area and is one of the top McGrath female agents. So it's just so good to have you here. And you've been working with McGrath for over a decade now. Yes, 14 years, wow. I think it is. <laughs> time, time flies when you're having fun. So we've got what, almost 40 years combined here. You've got 24, 17 and 14. Yeah, so around the same time. So yeah. there you go. Um, so look, the whole purpose for today, Cindy, is obviously to catch up and just so our listeners can tap into um, what I've sensed from you has been um, a great career and of late a career which has evolved both personally and in your business life. So you went from you know a single um, lady who was uh, running a business to now married and a child. So two. it hasn't two, yeah. <laughs> so it hasn't been an easy transition for you. And I know that you had some challenges along the way. So it'd be great especially for all our female audience who believe that a career and children can be mutually exclusive is not always the case. Like there is an opportunity to combine both and to still have a, a reasonable business. So it'd be great to hear, you know, how, how you made the transition and what it was like for you at that time. Being planned. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's the first, so the first time I went away to have a baby yeah I took five weeks off and I was really stressed out I was like oh my gosh my business is going to go under I'm not going to no one's going to sell their houses with me anymore I'm going to lose market share yeah um and everything was fine yeah you know I put a lot of pressure on myself and so the second time I took four and a half months off I was like it'll be it'll be there and it was and we picked it up and it's just because we know what works we know how to market to get that business so I think take the pressure. If anyone's thinking about doing it, don't yes. stress. It'll be fine. Okay. And for that four and a half months, were you still doing business? Was your team doing business at all? Yes. So okay. there was definitely an associate agent that I was referring business to, and yeah. he was he was um, still listing and selling quite a lot. Obviously not to the volume that it normally was. Mm. Um, and we were still marketing. Yes. So we were still marketing as we normally would be. Terrific. So that people could see that we were still around. We didn't disappear completely at any point. What that tells me is the resilience of you know tenure in the market and also the fact that you didn't have to necessarily make any announcements that you know you've you've just stepped sideways for for three or four months. It was yep. as far as the market concerned, you were active, you were present, which is great. Troy, I mean that's that's a terrific transition. Yeah, the other thing that I notice, and obviously I've been very fortunate, Adrian, to call quite a few auctions for Cindy over the years. The one thing that really strikes me, and it really ties into what you just mentioned, was your relationship with your clients is so, so succinct. Like, it's just a natural, organic relationship that you've developed with them over a period of time. Do you think that actually benefits long-term? Everyone should have a relationship with their uh, their vendors and the clients that they sell for, but it's just something that you could only you know, admire from afar that I always notice when I walk into an auction, the relationship, the guidance the advice that they ask of you and the advice you're willing to go and and say that this is the best strategy, is that something that's been a focus for an extended period of time for you? We work as a team. Yeah. Like, it's a partnership. Yeah. Our goals are the same. Yeah. So it's not about me coming to them and saying, you have to do this or this is what needs to happen. It's 
it's it's a joint discussion, um, a lot of communication throughout the campaign. So on the day, we've we've got a plan. <laughs> we we, yeah. we know what's most of the time we know what's going to unfold on the day. Like it yep. would be very rare for there to be a big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And, and similar to that is your direct team as well. I mean, obviously, Richard <laughs> works yes. directly with you in life and in business as yes. well. But then you've got such a phenomenal team that's worked with you over the period that I've known and worked closely with you as well. Yeah. Um, Marcus, obviously, is coming through the ranks. Two years he's been with me now. Just two had his two-year anniversary. And recently listed and sold a property. As nearly part, sold. Hopefully nearly today. Sold. Hopefully listed, today. Listed and hopefully <laughs> today has offer. sold. Now, to me, Adrian, again, um, very similar to your career, that says a lot about the agent. It says a lot about the care and the guidance to grow people through. And David Travers obviously worked very closely yeah, with you for a him. long period of time. And David still works within our business. His family obviously is living in the St. George area. So David's moved down there to work out of another McGuire office. But um, that just says so much to me because the people that have worked with you always um, admire what you've achieved. The people that are growing and developing their skills within your business are always wanting to stay for an extended period of time. You just said Marcus has been there for two years. Again, like with your clients, is that something that you determine as a success factor apart from the commissions and the sales and So much. It's awesome to see Marcus. Like, he's just growing strength to strength. He's he's working on another two to be able to see that I can actually refer him something. Yeah. And he's hungry, these apartments that he's chasing, and he's getting them. And that's, I mean... That's, there's no better success, I think, with having someone working with someone and seeing that happen. Yeah, and Adrian, that's that's out of the norm, right? We know the vast majority of agents won't want to see that development. They yeah. won't want to be the person referring properties on, and I think that is testament to not only Cindy, uh, but also the, the the platform that she's developed over a period. Yeah, and I think that's part of the McGrath philosophy yeah. is to adopt an attitude of abundance and not scarcity. So. For me, for example, you know, I've got four or five people currently working within our brand that started as associate agents with me. Nothing makes me happier to see them excel. So I suppose what would you say to some agents, Cindy, who are nurturing and grooming associates and have that fear factor around them leaving them? I mean, is that really an attitude that's going to hold them back? Should they just have an abundance attitude and just look at what sort of business that person will generate in the short to medium term? Absolutely. Like I, I see um, if they if they leave, it'll be to do something even more amazing. Yeah. And the, the, during the time that they've been with me, they've given their best, and, and I appreciate that every step of the way. Obviously, I want them to stay with me as long as possible. My reputation and my business in my area that will never change. I don't feel I don't feel um, threatened or or concerned about Marcus being successful. I, mm. I really want him to. I think there's enough room, totally. I can. I and it can add a lot of value for any agent in the area to have someone working with them, especially someone that you trust. Yes. And that does it. Your that that knows how you do business, so you know the quality is going to be will be great too. Yeah. So I think it's synergistic. It's not. Yeah. 
I agree with you. And, you know, a lot of agents, unfortunately, may not feel that way. Um, but really, you know, the idea is for everyone to look at ideally getting to a point of 60 or 70% market share. And yeah. if you look at the current stats, you know, you could put on six Marcuses and you probably still wouldn't get there, right? Yeah. So that's almost being facetious and silly about it, but that's the reality of it, where a lot of agents who you might employ someone in their same suburb and they're like, oh, but that's going to encroach or cannibalise some of my deals, it's like, no, one plus one equals 50 because the more sold signs up, the more listings that go up means that you're going to have more momentum in your area and it's often those people that have those issues or those arguments, they've really got single-digit market share in any case. So mm. there's not much of an argument to be yeah. had. And as we've all seen, unfortunately, um, Cindy, there's a lot of agents who focus on the wrong things. And it's not a coincidence that a lot of those agents fall out of momentum really quickly. And it's not a coincidence that they can, you know, become dinosaurs, for the lack of a better term, in our industry because our industry is constantly evolving and it's no longer a game of inches. It's almost like millimetres. And I know how brand protective you are and how hard it is to get into your team. Yeah. I can so see why you would be brand protective and less concerned about sharing your GCI because Mm -hmm. that's just a side effect of great, great business for you. Yeah, it's adding and he's I mean his first listing was at a really great fee he knows how he knows the value he he believes in his value and what we offer as a team as well so that's given him the strength to confidently say this is what we do as a team yeah and that helps him list better this is also one of the most competitive markets in Sydney right let's be let's be real about the peninsula you have some phenomenal agents Mm -hmm. you have uh a finite number of dwellings, right? Yes. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. And you consistently are ahead of the curve. But how do we? How do you do that? How do you stay ahead of the competition and make sure that everything is done correctly? That those clients become clients for life, and that every listing you know that it's going to be seamless in your approach. At the beginning of this year, when the, or even at the end of last year, when the market changed, I sat down and it t- requires a completely different skill set in my mind. And we really refocused, stayed ahead of the curve, yep. looked at what needed to happen to make sure that the results were there for our clients. And we've come in and with our auction clearance rate is 93% for this year. Um, the results that we're achieving have been consistently high. But we don't have a high volume business. And no. I, I've decided that's not for me. I don't no. want high volume, but I believe that we sell the best. Yeah. We're the most recommended in Roselle and Lilyfield as yeah. an agent. Terrific. But not necessarily in Lilyfield with the highest volume too. But, in, you know, it. people speak highly of what we're doing every day and that's more important. Yeah, I, I think. agree. Yeah. I love the conviction about your business model, Cindy. Like, you know, we're not a high volume business, but yeah. we're, we're, we're the best at what we do and people believe in us and they refer us. Um, so, you know, for a younger agent, male or female, you know, they're, they're either out of momentum at the moment or they're just getting into the industry, you know, and they don't have the luxury of saying they've got a team, you know, we, we've all been there, including you. Yeah. Um, what practical nuggets or advice would you give those people? Like, because, as you know, this industry can be really disheartening. You work for months, if not years, with little reward. Yeah. Um, how do you keep your headspace or what advice would you give to those people? Just focus. Absolute focus. Like whether it's a... When I used to work in radio and we'd be putting an advertising campaign together, if you can't own the week on the airwaves, you own the day. If you can't own the day, you own... Yep. It's a bit like that with a 
with a suburb, I guess. Mm. You can't own the whole suburb. So own a, a pocket. You can't mm. own the pocket, own the street. And really just focus, just keep focusing, it'll happen, mm. I think. Okay, so and what does just unpacking focusing look like from a day-to-day basis if you're waking up every day and just you know going through that grind? Yep. What's some examples? I used to have a map on my living room wall of my suburb that had... <laughs> <laughs> and had drawing pins of every single listing. I knew where every single was, and I just focused. That was my area. That was that was it. I walked those streets every day around the neighbourhood. Yeah. Um, got to know, like, I'd make it when it was 3 o'clock when people were coming home doing school drop-offs. So I'd be like, hi, I'd be letterbox dropping, get to talking to people. If someone was renovating, there was a skip bin, you'd get talking to them. Like, and that's how I got my first listing. Terrific. So awareness is, is yeah. important. Knowing um, the shop owners, the cafes, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. make it yours. And it is, it is about being local, right? Because yeah. that's the other thing, that yeah. everyone that does live on the peninsula and the direct surrounds, yeah. Lilyfield and Roselle, I include them as the peninsula, they never want to leave. And why would you? It's one of the nicest places in the country, especially in Sydney. Um, as we wrap up, I guess the, the most important thing uh, for me was not only having you featured on this podcast because there's an authentic realness to everything that you've done over the past 14 years and what I can see in the future, developing talent and seeing them retained within the business for a long period. What are you most excited about, I guess, in the next 12 months? Let's go 12 months in advance. What are you most excited about in your business and then what can we kind of check in? Because that would be the nicest thing in 12 months' time to check in again uh, on the podcast and see, you know, how, how fast and how far we've gone with regards to customer experience and service and, and seeing Marcus's progression and, and seeing the team development and all those types of things. That kind of gets me excited more than the dollars and the cents because that's a byproduct of all these other activities. I feel like we've gone backwards to go forwards. It was a conscious decision, I think I've mentioned to you, Adrian, that we went backwards a little bit to just fine-tune everything, and now we're ready. Like, we really feel ready. So that's going to be really interesting looking back in a year to make sure that every customer experience, that they finish it going, yep, it was everything that we expected and more, Mm. that there were everything was seamless, that the marketing was amazing and different and, you know, not just... Um, the same size. The, the churn and burn approach. Yeah, we're just um, doing it's, that. it's a horrible terminology, but unfortunately yeah. we do see it. My goal was this year was about not becoming transactional yep. Yep. at all. And so that I hope we can look back in a year and say that everyone feels that that was a really successful approach and that we've had fun doing it, we've really enjoyed it. Yeah. So what I'm getting, Troy and Cindy, is um, you know this whole business model is not just focused on GCI because if all you do is focus on GCI, what's going to happen is there'll be leakage in the business yeah. whereby there's opportunities such as leads, buyers that just don't get serviced, right? There'll be an encroachment on customer service if you just yeah. focus on GCI. So that means instead of a 10 out of 10 for every buyer and every seller, you're going to go back down to a 6 out of 10 just so you can fit in those extra five deals a year, yeah. which is, yeah, and I know that that's just not you. Shaking my head. <laughs> I know, and I, I love that because it's, there's a lot of conviction and a lot of veracity coming from you around that. And also there's that, that element of balance as well. So we've all been guilty where we've burned out, yeah. where we haven't spent time with our family, 
where you know we we've been a bit antisocial, but it seems to me now that you know we're never perfect, but you've come a long way in that area as well. So yes. I think that when we any of us talk about GCI, none of us should refer to it unless we look at leakage, unless we look at customer service, and unless we look at balance. And it sounds to me like you're at a great point in your career, and it sounds like in that 12 months time you'll almost be at that perfect point because all those all those factors will will come together. How's that sound? Sounds good. Terrific. Well, I'm <laughs> great that that's how you feel because that's the way we're observing your business and that's how you want your business to be. So it's going to be really exciting to, to keep watching it. So Troy and Cindy, it's been a terrific opportunity to catch up. Uh, thank you so much, Cindy. Yeah, thank I you. Hope you have a thank you for day asking me. Tomorrow, pleasure. And uh, until next time, folks, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you on the next podcast.